Who's ready for the word of the Lord this morning? Open up your Bibles with me today to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. We will be there in just one moment. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. We will be there in just one moment. The last few weeks I've been talking about culture shock. Today I'm starting a new series called Enter. Enter. And I'll be talking about, I'm going to lay some foundation work this morning as we go forward and then I'll start to build. Enter. I'll talk about what that means in just a moment. The last four weeks we've been talking about culture shock and it is my desire as the pastor of Legacy Church that whenever people leave this place and they're talking about legacy, that one of the driving forces, the way that they're describing our culture is a culture of worship. That's my desire as a pastor. I want to be a house of word, a house of prayer, and a house of worship. And it's my desire that when people are talking about us, that whenever you leave here on Sunday morning and you're in your workplace and you're talking about legacy, or whenever you're in the marketplace and you have on a, a legacy t-shirt and someone asks you about legacy, or whenever you're out there just, just inviting people, it's, it's, it's my desire that part of that culture of legacy would be our worship. And I understand that sometimes it is so easy to come into a place like legacy where we have great talent upon our stage and people are singing and it's a great time of worship. And I understand that it's so easy sometimes to come into a place like this and leave talking about the worship, yet never really engage in the worship. And I understand that a lot of times it's the way you were raised, it's the way, it's the church you grew up in, it's comfort zones. And I understand a lot of the times that, it is, that it's, it's difficult to fully embrace something until you understand it. Proverbs 4.1 says, in all thy getting, get understanding. When you're out there getting information, when you're out there reading, when you're out there, uh, when you're out there on social media, when you're watching the news and you're getting information, uh, Proverbs 1 says, whenever you're getting information, the best thing that you can get is an understanding on, 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 on what it is that you are looking at. In other words, while you're busy out there getting all these things, information is great, but we really need to understand. And whenever you look at the word understand, you see two words, under and stand. And when you get an understanding of something, you are willing to stand under it. You are willing to take a stance for it. And there, there, there are a lot of movements in our nation right now that I just cannot understand. There are a lot of agendas I just cannot understand. I'm just, this is an honest statement. I'm not being political. I don't understand doing away with gender roles. I don't understand it. I don't think it is a biblical concept. When I don't, when I can't understand it, I'm not going to stand under it. I'm not going to take a stance for it. And that's the way it is with worship. You've got to understand exactly what it is that we, that what it is that we are doing and what it actually means. I mean, why do we raise our hands? What is happening whenever we shout and lift our voices together? What is happening whenever we, what, what is happening in the heavens <clears throat> whenever we're clapping our hands? What is it? 
We don't do those things because that's simply our style or that's, that's who we are. Whenever, whenever I engage with you and say amen with me, come on somebody, say amen with me. Whenever I'm engaging with you and asking you to say amen with me, it's not so you leave and tell people, hey, uh, that's a talk back kind of, uh, that, that's a talk back church. That's not what it is. No, amen means so be it. And by the way, there's no such thing as a woman. In the Bible. I'm just, amen, I heard that. Come on, somebody. Amen is not a gender word. It is a word that simply means so be it. Let it be right now. And whenever we are saying amen together, we are saying let it be right now. Whenever I speak the word and you say amen, we understand that if any two of you agree, that if we come into agreement that it shall be done by our Father in heaven, why did David dance before God with all of his might? What is praise and what is a sacrifice of praise? These are some things that we're going to be talking about in this series. And entering is entering into a new dimension of his presence. Entering in through our worship. Turn with me real quickly to 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 25 through 28. <clears throat> Get a little water. Thank you. I've got one. <laughs> so be it. Amen. <laughs> Thank you. <clears throat> First Corinthians chapter one, verse 25 through 28. The word says, because the foolishness of God is wiser than men, the weakness of God is stronger than men. For you see your calling, brethren, listen, that not many wise according to the flesh, not many mighty according to the flesh, not many noble are called. Hmm. Did you get that? I think that is so interesting. It says, according to the flesh, there are not many wise, not many mighty, not many noble. Why? Why is that? Because God understands that whenever he uses them, they, they will think they had something to do with it. Hmm. But when God goes out of his way to find a nobody and uses them to reach somebody, everybody around that nobody will understand that's not his IQ to do that. That's not his gifting to do that. Whenever God lets a nobody enter into a new dimension of him, everybody around him has to say, it must have been the Lord. And in verse 27, it says, but God has chosen the foolish things of the world. Hmm. Look at your neighbor and say, he's talking to you today. You'll get it in a little bit. God has chosen the foolish things of the world to put to shame I'm reading from the New King James Version, but I like the word the King James Version says. It says, but God has chosen the foolish things of the, of the world to confound the wise. Hmm. Confound means to confuse the wise. God is using the foolish things that looks like foolish on earth 
to confound the wise. And God has chosen the weak things of the world to put to shame the things which are mighty. And the base things of the world and the things which are despised, God has chosen. And the things which are not to bring to nothing the things that are. He has chosen to use the foolish things of this world to confound the wise. He has chosen to use the foolish things of this world to confuse the wise people. God uses things that look foolish and puts his power inside of them. God will, choose, God will use the foolish things that the world thinks are foolish and he will put his power inside of them so that the people that are looking on the outside looking in, they do not understand it. But sometimes you've got to understand to be in step with God means that you've got to be out of step with people. Let me say that again. To be in step with God, sometimes you've got to be out of step with people. 1 Corinthians 3, just turn a page, verse 18 through 21, says, Let no one deceive himself. If anyone among you seems to be wise in this age, let him become a fool that he may become wise. For the wisdom of this world is foolishness with God. For it is written, he catches the wise in their own craftiness. And again, the Lord knows the thoughts of the wise that they are futile. Therefore, let no one boast in men for all things are yours. Let me lay some groundwork. This first message of this series about entering in. The word says that God created the heavens and the earth. He created the heavens, which is the invisible, and he created the earth, which is visible. And when the Bible starts speaking of invisible things, it is not saying that it does not really exist. What it is saying is that God did not create the human eye to be able to see it. There are things in the spirit. There are things in the invisible world that we cannot see. It is spiritual. And if God were to enable the human eye to see what was happening in the spirit above us right now, it would totally freak you out because there are good and bad things that are fighting for you all day long the warfare that is going on in your life is every day good and bad are fighting over you and for every visible assignment that God has given us there is an invisible assignment that is there to stop you God has attached our spirit to the heavens and God has attached our ears to the heavens but not our eyes hmm. so in the beginning he created the heavens and the earth but before earth was created he created sound the word says that the earth was without form, it was, without, uh, it was void, it was full of darkness, there was no shape to it, until he spoke. 
until he released something called sound. When, and whenever the sound invaded the darkness, all of a sudden heaven and earth were created and order came to something that was nothing. And God started installing his systems on earth. God started putting his systems on earth. Why? Because he designed earth to function just like heaven. So he started putting the way things should operate on earth. And then he put a man in charge of earth. And how many of you women know that's when it went wrong? He chose Adam. Speaking of foolish things, he chose Adam and put him in charge. And he says, I'm giving you in charge to make sure heaven's systems are here on earth. I'm giving you the authority. I'm putting authority in your mouth, he says. Why? Because I'm giving you the authority. I want you to name everything that you see. It's yours. Have at it. You can call it whatever you want to. But as soon as Adam fell, as soon as sin entered the picture, there was a disconnect between heaven and earth. All of a sudden, as soon as sin enters the picture, heaven's systems became disconnected and now there was sin. That's why Jesus had to come back to the earth to restore what had been broken. He came to bring back a heavenly system to earth. And now in today's verse, we see the apostle Paul here. He is trying to teach us that because of the disconnect between heaven and earth, because there is a disconnect that for you to be connected to heaven, if you want to be to, if you want to be connected to heaven guess what if you want to appear as wise to the heavenlies it may you may have to look like a fool here on earth hmm. Jesus said my kingdom come my will be done on earth as it is in heaven Jesus came to bring his kingdom back to earth he wanted to restore the way heaven operates from heaven to earth so how does this apply to worship how does this apply to entering in? How and why? Because there are things that God will ask you to do in praise and worship that looks absolutely crazy to the world. Absolutely crazy to the world. If the world were to see us in here right now, they would think we were fools. Many people. I mean, get this, in Acts chapter 2, in the upper room, we talked about this the last few weeks, when the church service was happening, this was the first church service really ever on planet Earth. They were gathered in that upper room, and, and the service was happening, and the Holy Spirit started, the Holy Spirit is moving, the words, it looked like cloven tongues of fire rested upon them, and they were crying out in languages that no one heard, could understand, except unless it was your native language, and they're like, what is going on? I don't understand this. It looked absolutely crazy in that upper room. And the onlookers started talking. The onlookers who did not understand it thought these people are crazy. And the only thing that they could compare it to was being drunk. Those people are drunk. They are crazy. They look and they sound like fools. The passion, the way that they were worshiping with, the passion and the way that they were communicating to God, those people have to be drunk. When was the last time you were in a church service and you looked like you were drunk? With the spirit. Foolish, they thought. 
They look and sound like a bunch of drunk people. I mean, even if you look throughout the Old Testament, whenever you see the presence of God or what was the Ark of the Covenant in the Old Testament, you read about it. There was a noise that was happening around it. When you're in the New Testament and you see the church, the church was making a noise. The church was making a racket everywhere the church went. When David was bringing back the Ark of the Covenant to Jerusalem, what did he do? He threw off his crown. He threw off all of his royal garments. And the Bible says that he danced before God God with all of his might. Why did he do that? His wife got mad and said, you look like a fool, David. People got mad at him. Why? You look like a fool, David. But why did he do that? He did that because he had an understanding. If I dance before the Lord, it gets his attention. He understands I'm willing to look foolish to you to look smart to my God. I'm willing to look foolish to you to enter into a new dimension with my God. I am willing to look dumb to you, but in heaven, angels are rejoicing over me right now. Why? Because God takes the foolish things of the world to confound the wise. Hmm. Look at this. The world's systems, systems of this world, systems that were not created by our Father God in heaven. Satan's systems says that if you want to see increase in your life, if you want to climb the ladder of success, if you want to be rich, there, here, this, the, the, these right here are some great steps for you to take. Greed, steal, lie, cheat, deceive, underhand your brother. All of these are things and ways that the earth says, this is what it's going to take for you to climb and excel and accrue wealth in this worldly system. Then here comes Jesus preaching a heavenly system. No, he says, if you really want to enter in, let me tell you what to do. Let me tell you what happens if you want to be rich in the kingdom. Let me tell you what you need to do in heaven. If you want to be in the gift, if you want to receive, then, then it is, it's, it's not about greed, but instead you have to give. And you are generous. And you give, and it will be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together, and running over. All of a sudden, the people that have been operating in an earthly system that have never entered into his presence, all of a sudden they hear about this heavenly system and they think it's foolish. But it is wisdom from heaven. And once again, to, step, to be in step with heaven, you've got to be out of step with earth. Look at doctors. We've got doctors here. We've got PAs. We've got nurses. We've got people that are doing all kinds of things and they are amazing. But sometimes they look at stuff and say, I can't do any. I don't know what we can do. We've done everything we can do for you. They've been through years of college, studies, internships, clinicals, tons of student debt. It costs a lot to go to med school. Someone comes into their office. And with all their earthly knowledge, sometimes they say, we have done all that we can do. And then the same person who was just told, we've done everything that we can do, can come into a heavenly system like this. 
can come into a dynamic like this where people are pouring themselves out and they are entering in. That same person can come into a situation, a heavenly system like this. Emory couldn't help you. The Mayo Clinic could not do it. They did everything that they could do. But let me call forth the elders. Let me anoint you with oil. Let us pray the pray. Let us pray the prayer of faith, and you shall recover. What? Because heaven's healthcare and science systems does not make sense to earthly systems. I'm saying this right here is called the keys of the kingdom God has given his people the keys of the kingdom ways to enter into new dimensions that people of the earth cannot even get into the keys of the kingdom the keys of the kingdom is whenever I whenever you a child of God, we are operating in heavenly systems and we have an earthly system that starts to come against us. I can take one of these keys and I can enter into his presence. Then guess what? Whenever I have the keys and the power that he has given me and I'm entering into his presence, guess what? The gates of hell cannot prevail against me because every time you use a kingdom key, you are pushing out darkness. You are moving something because you can't enter in until you start pushing something back. And I've come to realize in the church that sometimes we are so afraid to, to look a little foolish that we are afraid to do things that God has called us to do to get heaven to function here on earth because we are simply scared of what it's going to look like to someone else. How many miracles have we missed? Woo! Because when the Lord said, I want you to take off running right about now. And I ain't running. How many souls have we missed when the Lord said, go speak to that person? Go tell that person, God, I don't even know them. How many times, how many blessings, how many miracles have the, have, now I'm not talking about the world, how many miracles have the children of God missed? Because we were afraid to look like a fool. And right now, this wasn't even in my notes. There is all this talk about all these false prophets. They, they prophesied about elections. And all these people are just bashing them and bashing them and bashing. Even people in the church. Yes, it is wrong. But you know what's also wrong? For you to, it, 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 it is wrong to abuse the gift of prophecy. But what is also wrong for us to abuse the gift of grace. Nobody's on Facebook talking about that. How many times have we abused the gift of grace? Entering into his presence. Entering into. And with all five of our senses, God has chose one to connect with you with on a higher level on a heavenly level, and it is with your hearing. Hmm, listen to this. I'm laying some groundwork. Faith comes by what? Hearing, not by sight. The problem is that sight is the most dominant sense. 
It controls every other sense. Whenever I'm looking at it, it's going to start controlling the way I'm thinking. And a lot of times we hear something that contradicts what we see. And that's where faith comes in to, forgive, to, to allow us to forget about what is in our sight and hang on to the word that we heard from the Lord. Elijah said, I hear the sound. I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Servant looked at him and said, you fool. It hadn't rained here. We're in a drought. You're crazy. No, I hear it. Go out and look. When I look, I don't see a thing. You're a fool. It has not rained here. We are under a curse. He says, no, I hear the sound of abundance of rain. Go back and look. Go back and look. Keep going and keep going. And finally, on the seventh time, hold up, the servant said. I see something, and it's a cloud. It's so little, though, but guess what? Maybe you were right. Maybe you're not a fool, because now I'm starting to see. I've not seen a cloud in decades. What is that in the sky? Listen, if God told you a thing, you've got to keep going until your eyes see it, because with God, you're not, you're not going to see it first. You will always hear it first. Hmm. You've got to stand on what you have heard until what you heard becomes what you now see. The word says that the just live by faith. The just live by what they are hearing. Do you realize it is hard to be just in this world right now? Because we are sitting in front of computers all day. We are tweeting all day. We're swiping all day. That's why it's so hard for Americans to be just right now. Because we are living by what we are seeing. The just shall live by faith, by what you hear, by the word that God is speaking to you. The just shall live by faith. I don't see a cloud, but yep, I know I heard it. And I'm going to stand here until I see it. Band, help me out this morning. Turn quickly, real quickly with me to Mark chapter 10. Laying groundwork today. Mark chapter 10, verse 46. The word says, now they came to Jericho. As he went out of Jericho and his disciples and a great multitude, blind Bartimaeus, he could not see. Blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the road and he was begging. Verse 47. But when he heard, he could not see. Oh, but he could hear. Hmm. And when he heard, he could not see. But when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, I can't see you, but I've heard that it's you. Son of David, have mercy on me. I can't see you, Lord, but I've heard you. I've heard, I've heard it's you coming. And I'm going to have faith right now. I'm not, I can't even see, but I'm going to cry out, Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me. 
Then many warned him to be quiet. Hmm. I believe that multitude was a bunch of church people. Hmm. Be quiet. (laughs) We're too religious for that stuff. Don't be messing up my pretty church with your worship. Hmm. Don't be crying out like that in this church. If you want to do that, you need to go to church somewhere else. You ain't messing up my pretty church. Quiet down. You look like a fool jumping around like that with your hands raised. Please, set yourself down. Be quiet. It had to be a bunch of church people telling him to be quiet. Don't mess up my church service. Sit down because if that pastor goes over an hour and 15 minutes, I am out of here. It's funny, but church is all across this city right now. It's like buying Bartimaeus up in there. No worship. Standing here like this. Be quiet. Don't you shout like that. Don't you speak with them tongues. No, no, no. We don't do that around here. You raise your hand, somebody's going to escort you out of there. You start shouting, they're going to they're take you out of there. They ain't going to try to cast out that demon because they don't have the power to do it. And here they are. Sit down, you blind man. You, 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 you can't even see if it's Jesus. Or not. You are acting like a fool. And he said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Shh, you need to be quiet. Don't do that in the church. I love these kind of people because they understand that this is my moment and I've been blind all of my life. I don't care what you say to me. I don't care. You can tie me down. I'm going to keep shouting until I get my miracle. You can let him pass you by, but I'm not going to let my miracle pass me by. I may look like a fool. I may act like a fool, but you said to watch me get my sight back. You watch my ears come back open. You watch my feet start to move. Why? I may look like a fool, but I'm going to touch him today. The people that don't have sight, but can hear. The people that are living by faith in the church right now can activate a cry that frustrate the religious folk. You want to frustrate a religious church? Start at, start making some noise in there. Tell them Pastor Chase sent you, okay? You want to upset a religious system? You start moving in the spirit. You let the spirit flow. You enter into the spirit and it frustrates religious systems. The foolishness of men is the wisdom of God. I may look stupid right now, but there is a window in heaven that is opening over me. Verse 52 said, then Jesus said to him, go your way. Your faith has made you well. What? That's foolish, Jesus. You ain't going to touch him. You ain't going to spit in the mud. You ain't going to walk on the water. You ain't going to turn the water to wine. Where's your prayer shawl at, Jesus? You ain't going to dump You ain't gonna dump a bucket of oil on his head. What? Jesus, stop acting like a fool. He said, no, your faith has healed you. Your hearing has healed you. Your ability to hear 
has allowed you to enter into a place where I don't even have to come in contact with you. Your ability to hear my word has allowed you to enter into dimensions that where the miraculous things happen. Faith comes by what? Hearing. In other words, Bartimaeus, your healing. Your hearing has healed you today. When you heard it, you enter into healing. When you hear it and won't let people shut you up, won't let anybody tell you how to worship, whenever you hear it, you are actually receiving a key from the kingdom. And you are entering into a new place that you would have never been able to get into if it was not for the voice of the Lord and you hearing and activating it today. Stand up with me this morning. Come on, sing this out today. in the room that is dying to get free but you hear shh don't you do that somebody is this close to a breakthrough and you know it in your spirit that it's just a shout away but you keep hearing shh don't you do that let me tell you something for those of you who are watching or listening whatever you may be watching or listening this if you go to a church where you can't raise your hands you need to pack your bags this Sunday morning if you are going to a church where you'll be escorted out, if you get a little happy, pack your bags and find you a new church. It don't have to be here. I'm just setting you free this morning. You need to get out of that place and get into a place where you can enter into the presence of the Lord. 
politically correct or not. I'm just setting you free today. Somebody say, so be it with me. Amen and amen. We're going to sing this through one more time. I want you to press past every hindrance that has been holding you back this morning. And I want you just to literally, everybody, come on, pick your, pick your legs up with me. You're entering in. Come on, let's sing this this morning. Firefall, wind come below. We're ready hey. for more. shall not be moved this week. Let us be like blind Bartimaeus this week. It don't matter what the world says is right. We're gonna keep on crying out, Jesus, son of David, don't pass me by, oh God. Let our ear be in tune with you. Let our ear be in tune with your word. Let us not be led by what we see in this world, but let us be led by the word that we have heard today and what we hear through your word each and every day, oh God. Speak to your people this week, and we give you all honor and glory and praise. And the church said, amen, and amen, and amen. Come on, put your hands together.